Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Yes, it's me, Egbert. As the new owner of this station, I want to make sure we have the best talent on the air. That's why I've decided to ban all real estate agents and only have real talkers like Brad and John. Here they are, B and J. A real talker. What exactly is a real talker, John? Do you know? It's the, it's the opposite of a fake talker. Oh. And it's, you know, as we talked about before, I did 20 years ago, rappers a lot of times would end their sentences with real talk. That was the, the phrase they would say, real talk? Yeah, at the end of a sentence or at the beginning of a sentence to let you know that they were serious about what they were saying. Oh, you know what? And to let you know that, that, that there was, or as the kids would say today, no cap. And the phrase no cap means I'm not lying to you. I'm being entirely truthful. I remember Rick and Tracy Ellis uh, when their rap songs doing that. All the time. It was actually, you're thinking about their mixtape. Because their official album was different than their mi- – their mixtape was just for us on the streets, Brad. Interesting. Us hardcore folks. But, you know, they had their whole album that was real glossy and whatever. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's talk a little bit of national politics. Rona McDaniel. By the way, do you know the story behind her? Do you know, you know who she's related to? Do you know this story? She, she's related to Mittens, is she not? Right. She's like uh, like her um, – she's, she's – um, Mitt Romney's niece, I believe. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Some, okay. kind of, some kind of blood relative. Okay, she's come out and essentially said, hey, we're just going to say the, the primary season's over. I mean, I'm going like... The, the, the Donald Trump is the presumptive nominee. Yes, and I'm going like, now hold on a minute now. I mean, like, once again, I don't know. You know, here we are. Today's the 26th. We've got, what, 10 months, approximately 10 months to election, right? Wouldn't you say 10 months, something like that? Or yeah. maybe it's a nine yeah, months roughly. or something. Yep. Like, okay. I guess it's nine months because February, March, <laughs> April, May, June, July, Yeah, I guess August, nine, nine and a, or eight and a half, October. depending on how you look at it. No. I, I'm not, neither of us are math guys, Brad. Yeah. Okay. What's going to happen is, and I heard a political pundit who's much smarter, smarter than I am the other day say this is going to be the longest election cycle in history of the United States because, once again, in if you go back in years, if you go back to to 2020 when we still had the the it wasn't a sure thing of when uh, Biden became the presumptive nominee for the Democratic Party right. for for right. uh, for president and if you go back to 2016 the same thing where once upon a time weren't there like 16 people and Trump remember yep. you know yep. a so, huge ridiculously crowded field right so now we've got it to the point where we've pretty much figured out it's going to be Trump and it's going to be Biden. So the for, best America can do, Brad. Well, you know, I said it again. You know, I heard a lot of you know I'm pump pump uh, punching buttons uh, driving around yesterday, and I heard more and more people talking about man this Dean Phillips guy. And the comment was the mainstream press totally ignored him in New Hampshire. And if you know the story with Dean Phillips, interesting guy, has a tremendously fascinating history, uh, a sad history in one respect. His father was killed when he was six months old in Vietnam. His father was, I think, a pilot. I can't remember if he was for the Air Force or whatever. Um, he's got interesting relatives that his two aunts are um, Abigail Van Buren is an Ask, Ask Abby, 
and Ann Landers, who are Dear Abby, yeah, yeah dear who are Abby. who are sisters, and Landers, yeah. who are reality in 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 truth sisters. Um, very impressive guy. If you've heard him speak, the first time I heard him speak was last week. I got in a car, turned the you know ignition on. It's on a radio station. I hear this guy. Man, who is this guy? This guy's sharp. I like this guy, Dean Phillips. And he was up in New Hampshire, stumping around, and nobody would give him the time of day. And yep. I felt sorry for the guy. And even still, he got like 20% of the vote. Now, think about that for a minute. He got 20% of the vote. And in Iowa, we had Nikki Haley and and uh, Ron DeSantis got essentially 20% of the vote. And everybody talked about that. But this guy gets yeah. 20% of the vote Correct. in New Hampshire, and nobody says anything about him. Yeah. I, I still say, and matter of fact, uh, I was I was aware of something which I didn't realize I'd forgotten about. I saw a video last night of my girl. If I was going to design my perfect woman that could come into my life and be my soul partner and my my mentor, you know who it would be? Lauren Boebert. You and I both. Right? No, no, no. Tulsi, oh. Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, easy on the eyes. Well, very attractive, very mm-hmm. smart, and and still in the military, she's like a... I think she's like a major general or something like that now. She's risen up through the ranks, has combat experience. She was in Kuwait uh, back in, I think, 2001, 2002, something like that. And, you know, especially after yesterday, and I don't mean to sound like we're picking on our president all the time, but have you heard the recordings of him at this at this microbrew yesterday? In, I didn't hear that. No, oh I didn't hear him. Was, was he, did he sound like... He should be in a rest home. It doesn't make any sense what he said. The big yeah. thing, the big thing yesterday and on the afternoon talk shows were, okay, what did he say? And nobody can quite decipher it. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, but you know, I mean, it's not the first time, Brad, but it's a, it's a recurring theme. By the way, I just looked it up. Tulsi Gabbard was born. How old do you think she is? I'm not going to tell you. Just she's guess. forty six, I believe. She was born in eighty one, so she is only forty. Uh, what forty? She's not even 43. She's 42. Right, right. And and interesting in the respect that she's not a Christian. She's mm-hmm. like she's, she's like a, uh, she was the first Hindu member of Congress. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, and she's a person of color, technically, if you want to call her that. Be- <laughs> well, no, 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 seriously, she's a Samoan American. Well, right, right. And isn't that a person of color? Don't is that that is? Isn't yeah, it's a POC. That's well, no, no. You know what? She's a she's a PI. You know what a PI is? No, I don't. Come on, you've never filled out an application or something in government form where they have that classification for Pacific Islander. Oh, Pacific Islander. Yeah, she's yeah. a Pacific Islander. So she's a minority, she's a woman, she's smart, she's attractive, and she's in the army still. I believe. Here, they, and she was a and she was a Democrat forever. Right, right, right. It says right. here that in 2022 well, she announced that she had quit he, the Democratic here's, Party. Here's the snippet that I I I I don't know how somebody sent me this or something. I watched it last night. She talked about the fact that when Trump got elected president, and she was a rep, I guess she was a U.S. rep at the time. Trump invited her to the White House to talk to her about, you know, her input on various things. And after that happened, the Democrats shunned her 
Because yeah, oh, I, I bet they did. How dare you go to talk to the White House? You know, I'm going like, okay, here we go again. This is what's wrong with our system. Increasingly you know, polarized, where you can't have a conversation right, with somebody on the other side. Right. I mean, go back yeah. to go back to the Reagan days with him and and who was the dude? Tip the, O'Neill. Tip O'Neill. Uh, tip all o- politics is local. Tip O'Neill. Right. They would go back and forth all the time, but yet they would sit and they would talk and they would get things done, and they were on opposite sides of the spectrum politically, but yet they weren't like, oh my God, I'm not going to the White House. You know, I mean, if Biden, you know, the whole deal for me is, did you ever watch Band of Brothers? No, but I'm familiar with the concept. Okay, Band of Brothers. I think I watched an episode or two. Band of Brothers is this very interesting, a lot of people say it was a groundbreaking miniseries. Um, and the story on it was, it was put together by Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks after they did Saving Private Ryan. And it's based on a book... Um, and if you know the crazy story about it is that there was a there were four brothers who were um, um, the Ryan brothers and they went off to war they were all drafted or they enlisted they went after World War II and three of the brothers were killed and the rule is that if you have a fourth brother like that the fourth brother immediately is pulled out of combat and he's sent home because they don't want to wipe out an entire generation of of kids so that's the whole theory behind saving private ryan but anyway tom hanks and steven spielberg put together this this movie called uh this miniseries called um um Brand, band, band of brothers. Band of brothers. And supposedly there's a new one that's coming out that I believe it's the it's like you know something about the, the 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 Army Air Force, which I think was supposed to debut tonight on one of the pay channels or something like that. Anyway, going back to this thing, there is a and, and who's the the guy in Friends, David Schwimmer? You know who I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. He is he is the the he is hated in this. Anybody who watches Band of Brothers. You, you hate this guy because he is a butthead, okay? That's all there is to it. He ultimately, you know, is there, is there uh, it, and it, it follows Easy Company, who were a bunch of paratroopers uh, who trained in England, and then ultimately they were parachuted into, um, into uh, France uh, right after uh, D-Day. Matter of fact, um, um, you know, that, that's the whole, the whole concept behind it. And um, where was I going with this? Um, oh, oh, David Schwimmer is hated. And essentially, he's a lieutenant, and one of the guys who ultimately uh, outranks him further into the movie, um, and you have to see the movie to understand what, what David Schwimmer gets a, 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 you know, promoted to captain. But the guy who is in one of the enlisted men in Schwimmer's unit ultimately becomes a major. He rises up through the ranks. He becomes like, you know, battlefield commission, the whole bit. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where David Schwimmer, who is now a captain, and this guy, I think his name is Winter, is, is like he's like the, the focus of the whole thing. David Schwimmer is walking by Winter in his Jeep, and he doesn't salute. And, and, and at that time, Major Winter says, you know, something about, you know, salute. He says, you respect the rank, not the person. And yeah. once yeah. again, if Joe Biden called me up today and said, Brad, We'd like to have you to the White House for the, you know, for the, you know, for some White Castles this weekend. I go, <laughs> I go, man, I'm there, dude. You know, I mean, see, once again, and the crazy thing about it is, is like, you know, I find this so sad that you talk about this was something that came up through the holidays, where people were concerned about the fact that. What do you do if you go to your, you know, your 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 grandma's house and she has Christmas at her house and 
your mom and dad are now Republicans and you're a Democrat. And, you know, what do you do? Do you do you sit next to them? I mean, what do you mean? What do you do? do you sit yeah. ne- of course you sit next to them. You know what I mean? It's but, the- but, Brad, I think so much of this goes back to the concept of cancel culture and the idea that because if you play this out on a larger on a larger scale, let's say you were at KSDK and and Donald Trump was in the White House and he said, come to the White House and have some white castles with me and you went on your free time on a Saturday, there would be people on the KSDK Facebook and and Twitter page and TikTok saying, do you know that you support somebody that supports a tyrant, racist, insurrectionist named Donald Trump? Why is this man working at your company? Well, (sighs) I hear what you're saying. And the sad part of that is, if you said that about someone who was bisexual, then you'd be in deep trouble. Oh, you'd, you'd but, be fired. But if yeah. you if you say that about someone politically, oh, that's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's on, yeah, that's <laughs> right. on, that's on the side. To me, it's like... Yeah, that, that's on the quote-unquote right side. And so many of our corporations have the idea, too, that you can have a freedom of opinion and political expression on your own time or even on the company time as long as you express the right opinions. Well, and who's what to say what the right opinion is? Who knows? I mean, you know, it's crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. And, you know, Joe Biden might have you there for White Castles, or he might come to St. Louis and he might want to go to the filming location for White Palace. Okay. You know, he might want to bring Susan Sarandon in. <laughs> you remember that old movie. Okay. Uh, a quick story from Dean Phillips when he was on one of the talk shows I was listening to. I can't remember if it was last week or earlier this week. He told the story about how he had a fundraiser at his house, and I believe he's from Minneapolis, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember where he's from. Um, he's from Minnesota or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's from somewhere up there. Yeah, okay. So he has this fundraiser at his house, and this is when Biden is the vice president. And all of a sudden, they're having a toast or something like that, and they want to have the vice president this is this is pre obviously pre 2016 uh or actually pre 2017 uh they want to have because biden was still the vice president in 2016 they want to have a toast and they're trying to find joe biden and they can't find him and the secret service is starting to freak out because they're going you know like okay whose whose job was to watch the vice president they're searching the dean phillips's house guy's a congressman. They're going through the closets and and they can't find him anywhere. So by chance, someone says maybe he's with the caterers and the caterers had set up shop in his garage. They'd taken his cars out and the the caterers were in the garage and the Secret Service goes out into the garage and there's Joe Biden sitting on a folding chair, eating ice cream, talking with the caterers. Now, two takeaways from that story, okay? First off is I like that story because that shows that he is sort of like that, you know, like the average Joe kind of guy. The every man. The Joe six pack. He's more comfortable with the working folk than he is with the hoi ploy, so to speak. Okay. Yep. Yep. But the other side of that story is like, does the guy, is that all he does is eat ice cream? You know? Yeah. But at a certain point, Brad, we've all dealt with a really elderly relative. Don't you just want them to be comfortable? and eat ice cream and rest and just enjoy their final days doing whatever it is they like to do. No. I, I mean, that, that's what I want. I want my president to hang out no. in the garage on a folding chair. No. Talking to the proletariat. But, but see. Because it means that he's not making decisions. But right? see, the difference is 
if they're your relatives, they're probably retired. And <laughs> they're not the leader of the free world. Right. And there's not a guy following around with the nuclear launch codes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, your you grandpa. Know what? It's time for Joe to go to Delaware. I think he's overdue for a vacation, your, by the way. Your I think grandpa... he should go somewhere in Delaware. And just hang out for a while. Brad. Your grandpa can't start World War Three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we probably had grandpas that have tried to start World right, War. Right. Let's be honest with you. Family. And you know what? It all came from like a Christmas meal. If only they had read but, the Kansas City Public Radio or St. Louis Public Radio guide to avoiding those family fights at a at a holiday event. Well, but but see, once again, I mean, you asked me the question: Do I want? I mean, I think retirement is is I, I will say it loud and proud. I say this people that know me i talk about this all the time the number one cause of death in the united states is retirement the number you one know cause people, of death. i i know and we won't say their names but you know people firsthand for whom retirement has accelerated their decline my mom and dad my mom and dad i mean i mean and and what's interesting was when i talk to friends of mine and i say that you'd be surprised how many times people go you know what you're exactly right when my yeah. mom and dad retired they went downhill in a hurry yeah. and and there used to be in the broadcasting world, back in the day, when KMOX had all these engineers, I mean, like once upon a time, KMOX, just one radio station had like 20 engineers. They were the guys that, that literally sat behind a console and, and the talent just walked in the studio and talked into a microphone, not like we're doing right now, we're on the control, stuff like that. And there were engineers in the studio 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So they had a bunch of engineers there. There was a time, and I have a friend of mine that worked down there, that it was sad because he said that that there was almost like a pool, that when one of the engineers died or one of the engineers retired, the pool was the over and under whether they would last a year. And a lot yeah, of times oh, these, I bet. these guys retired, and like eight months, nine months, ten months later, they die. The mind is like the body, Brad. Well, motion I, I is the lotion. I say that all the time. Motion is the lotion. It's, now, that's also something I'd like to say to Tulsi Gabbard. The, listen to you. The brain is a muscle. If you don't use it, it atrophies. You know what I mean? And, exactly right. You're and, exactly right. And to the point where I told the story before about my one friend. You know, this is probably 10 years ago. She told me the story. She's an attorney. And she said on any given day... You know, when she was dealing with attorneys on the other side of cases and things like that, she was dealing with 70-plus-year-old attorneys and a lot of times 80-plus-year-old attorneys sharp as tax. And she, and at the time, she was probably, when you know, when she was telling me that she's probably in her 40s, and she said, mm -hmm. I would not want to be in court on the other side of that case against these guys. You know, these they were yep. trying to negotiate deals and stuff like that. I mean, that. look at you, Brad. You're 88. That's right. That's right. And I'm still as stupid as, <laughs> as, as, as dumb as a box of rocks. That's, that's what I am. Okay. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it?